Hi, I'm John. I'm one of the pastors at Victory and I'm also the director of our provincial churches. At Victory, we are committed to plant churches all over the Philippines, believing that together we can disciple this nation. Hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. We are on our last week of our Trustworthy series and I hope and I pray that our series in Isaiah is helping you to have a better understanding when you read the book of Isaiah and so that you can make a better application in your life right now. I don't know if you've ever had uh, uh, watch uh, a comedy or a sitcom uh, where a person overhears someone talking behind closed doors and then you overhear someone talking and you don't know who he's talking to and you don't know what the context of what he's saying and why he's saying it and yet the person <laughs> that show would make assumptions and would come to a conclusion. And a lot of times, nagiging comedy, it becomes funny because he makes all kinds of wrong assumptions and all kinds of wrong conclusion. And sometimes, as Christians, when we read the Bible and we just try to get a verse and try to apply that and make assumptions and make a conclusion that would apply to our life right now, something that was written thousands of years ago to a different audience and a different place, sometimes we might miss what God is trying to say. So I hope that as we're studying the book of Isaiah, as we've studied the book of Romans last year, we are being enriched and we're not just getting half of the conversation. Because that's what happens when you read the Bible, especially the epistles, the poems, uh, the poetry, uh, and, and, and of course the prophets. You hear half of the conversation. And hopefully we're able to see the whole conversation because of the preaching that we have. Uh, we hope that through the uh, Isaiah series, we have a better understanding, a better appreciation of this book. Uh, to give you just a, a big background, for me, this helps me, uh, Pastor Dennis, to have a little background every time I read Isaiah. Uh, one, two, three. Sabi mo nga, one, two, three. And yung tip ko, one, two, three. One, uh, there's one theme in the book of Isaiah, and it's God's covenant with His people. And Mariam articulated that in her preaching when we started this series. It's God's covenant to His people. So one theme. Two, Two major sections. Psalm 1, uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 1 to 39, which is Bible scholars would say it's the judgment chapters or the former things. And then the second major section is 40 to 66, which Bible scholars would say comfort or consolation chapters or the book of latter things. So one, one theme, covenant of God with his people. Two, two major sections. Three, three different timelines. Okay, Isaiah chapter 66, hindi necessarily chronological, but it was uh, the prophecies concerned three different timelines. First is the timeline of Isaiah's lifetime. In uh, chapter 1 to chapter 39, that was the time that he prophesied lahat ng prophecy niya during his lifetime. Chapter 40 to chapter 55 is his prophecy that concerns the exiles who have returned uh, to, to uh, Israel. And then the third is the post-exile and the future of the world and the nation. So 
Now, having that backdrop, let's move and zero in to act, uh, Isaiah chapter 12. So please turn with me, Isaiah chapter 12. We're going to read in verse 1 up to verse 6. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the peoples, proclaim that His name is exalted, sing praises to the Lord, for He has done gloriously, let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word always accomplishes the purpose of why you've sent it. So Lord, we're declaring this for every one of us listening to your word. Give us the grace to trust you and give us the grace to walk out what we're going to hear and to live it out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, chapters 1 to 39, chapter 12 is in that chapter. Okay, it's the judgment chapter. And if you look at these first few chapters leading up to chapter 12, we're talking about covenant, right? Covenant is like a contract. So when, when the prophet Isaiah was prophesying as an oracle of God, as a mouthpiece of God, he was literally... God was using Isaiah to make a covenant lawsuit against his people Israel. God was making his case against Israel in chapter 1. Kaya parang ang hirap i-preach nito, parang hindi ito yung parang feel good agad. And yet, if you stay on with the message, you would know that no matter how bad it gets, God always always brings restoration and comfort and consolation. That's the beauty of the book of Isaiah. So he was making a case against the people of Israel because they have not kept their part of the covenant. So pag tinignan natin sa chapter 1, makikita natin, if you've been watching mga courtroom drama, makikita natin mga courtroom language, someone and all that. So it was... Typically, a case against his people Israel for not keeping their part of the covenant. Now, the prophet Isaiah was almost like God's, uh, God's litigator. <laughs> Parang siya yung nagmimake ng case. Pag natin sa chapters 1 to 12, he was making a case. And usually, just like in any kind of case, before you bring in a lawsuit, you give a warning. Okay? You give a warning... And then you bring the lawsuit, and when the litigator has made a good job, then judgment happens, right? And then after judgment happens, the litigator and uh, the plaintiff, usually they rejoice. Parang, yes, we've been vindicated. But here, it was a little different. Parang courtroom, pero iba. So, he gave the warning, the nation of Israel did not listen. Eventually, it became a quote-unquote covenant lawsuit. And then eventually, because Israel had nothing to say to defend themselves, eventually the judgment was handed. 
And usually in a natural courtroom, that's it, celebrate, we're vindicated. But the prophet, after he handed the judgment of God, he would lament, he would weep. Saan naman kayo nakakita ng courtroom na ganun? Diba, sinabi, you're guilty, you're guilty. And, and the judge says, yes, guilty. Tapos umiiyak yung, prof, yung, yung lawyer. <laughs> Bakit siya naging guilty? How many of you know that's a little strange? I mean, you're the very one who argued that he's guilty and yet you're crying and weeping. And then after the weeping comes the promise of restoration. I know you're guilty. I know you need to be judged. But one day, that will be wiped out. Everything will be restored. Everything. And then after saying all that, he burst out in chapter 12 with a song of celebration. It's kind of weird, but as we look at this song, we will understand why he was singing because there is a promise of restoration. In verse 1, he said, You will say, in that day. You will say, in that day. That phrase, in that day, is very important because that was partially fulfilled when the Israelites who were in exile eventually came back to their land. So there was rejoicing Parang finally, God ended our exile and we're back to our land. But that was just a partial fulfillment because this prophecy was not just talking about the exiles being back as Israel, but the exile, us, who've been exiled from God, will finally be brought back home to God Himself. It says, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for... Though you were angry with me, your anger turned away. How many of you have ever experienced somebody being angry with you? If you're married, raise your hand. Okay. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> we all understand. <laughs> when somebody's angry with you, that's kind of uncomfortable, especially if you love that person. And God was angry with them, and yet it says your anger was turned away. Literally, turned away means change of direction. You've ever had someone, right? uh, I know, tayo mga married dito, we've never had fights or quarrels or Christian couples. Never happens, right? Uh, only passionate discussions, intense debates, but never quarrels and never fights. Uh, your, your spouse gets mad at you, like mad, and then just like that, turns and starts being sweet to you, and it's like complete turnaround. That's the picture here. Anger has turned away complete change of direction. And this is where I was reminded of Psalm 30, verse 4 and 5, when the psalmist was singing this praise. He said, Sing the praises of the Lord, you His faithful people. Praise His holy name, for His anger lasts only a what? A moment. But His favor lasts a lifetime, even if God gets disappointed or frustrated or angry, it lasts only for a moment. And yet, His favor would last a lifetime. And this is so encouraging because no matter how difficult the days, here's what the Bible says, weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. No matter how difficult the days or how long the nights may be, Weeping is not the final say in your life. Rejoicing will come because God's favor lasts for a lifetime. And this is a refreshing, refreshing thought in this time of pandemic. 
Because you might be going through something. And some of you, when we go through something that's not good, we always think God is mad at us or God is angry with us. But I want you to know, no matter how bad it gets, weeping does not have the last say. Rejoicing will come because God's favor lasts for a lifetime. Now, let's go to the song. This song is also called the salvation song. In verse 3, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. Salvation is the key theme of this song. In the six verses that we read, it was repeated three times. You know, when you read the Bible and there's repetition, there's a recurrence of words or phrases that gives you a key, a tip that that might be the theme. And this was the theme, salvation. And again, this is so relevant to us right now, isn't it? Because there's a time of pandemic. How many of you are praying to be saved, saved from death, some of us? Someone's loved one, and we're praying, Lord, save them from death. I have a friend, one of our pastors, and we're praying, Lord, save him from death. Save us from sickness. Save us from financial ruin. Save us from mental health uh, issues. Save us from anger. Save us from fear. Save us from anxiety. And this song is so relevant because it's a salvation song. Now, before the salvation song, he started with a, with a word, and he said, Behold. Now, that word, behold, is very interesting because that word, behold, literally means make sure you get this. That's what it means. It's like, hey, listen, don't miss this. Make sure you understand. It is important to grasp what this means, behold. That was the first word he was singing, and he said, hey, guys, watch out. Guys, don't miss this, okay? Don't blink. Don't miss this. And what did he say? Behold, he said, God is my salvation. God is my salvation. Isn't this interesting? Usually, I say, God is my Savior. Now, I've been praying about this, thinking about this, and trying to analyze What's the difference? God is my Savior versus God is my salvation. And here's the difference. When you say God is my Savior, it's, it's like this is you. Okay? You are in danger. You're going through something that you need saving from. And I am God, and God is my Savior means I'm going to get you out of that place that you need saving from. And I'm going to bring you into a beneficial place for you. That's, that's the picture of God is my Savior. So God sees you. You are in a place you need saving from. I take you and I bring you to a beneficial place. How many of you know that is God? How many of you know God does that? How many of you have ever experienced that? Before you became a Christian, your life was a mess. You might have money, you might have success, and yet your marriage is falling apart. And yet you're empty and you're all that and God saved you and now you're in a beneficial place. You have a great family, you've got a community of people who are with you, you have joy, you have peace, beneficial place. But what do you mean when you say God is my salvation? God is my salvation means He takes you 
and He brings you to Himself. God is my salvation literally means God is the beneficial place. The beneficial place is not a place where there's much money, when there's so much friends, when your family is not having any trouble. Yes, that's all beneficial, but the ultimate beneficial place is a person, not a place. God Himself is my salvation. And this is what the song was. God is the ultimate. I might not get in the beneficial place in the eyes of the world. How many of you know sometimes you don't understand Christian ka? I thought you're a Christian. I thought you're a man of God, a woman of God, a woman of faith, a man of faith. But you're not in a beneficial place. And you can always say, my beneficial place is a person as long as God is here. I am in a beneficial place because God is my salvation. God is the ultimate. God is the one who gives me ultimate security. He's the one who gives me ultimate satisfaction, ultimate success, ultimate meaning in life, ultimate significance. God is that one. My salvation. As I'm saying that, I'm preaching that, I was preparing and I started writing a note to myself. This is the beauty of preachers <laughs> because you get to be convicted first <laughs> because you get to repent first. <laughs> And I started writing down, Lord, what is my salvation? Is it money? Is it when there's prosperity and the business is booming? Is that, or, is that my salvation? Is it relationships? Is it my spouse? And again, I, I, I know for all of us who are married, I know the benefits and I know how beautiful it is to be married. And yet sometimes in Christian circles, we can preach family and marriage as the ultimate, but that's not the ultimate. Because you can be single and not be married and you can have the ultimate beneficial place because God is your salvation. The beauty of that. Relationships, friends, church community as great as that is that is not our salvation church is not our salvation our salvation is not career or education it's not good works it's not ministry it is god and he said this with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation uh, for those of you who are uh, si board si uh, pastor robert Mag-exercise tayo. Nag-exercise ako kahapon, Pastor Robert. Pero ang init. <laughs> 37 degrees feels like 45 degrees. And after that exercise, parang tubig. <laughs> Water is life. Diba? When you drink, parang wow. And it says here, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Think about the desert of Israel while this was being preached. You think it was hot? <laughs> you think it's hot here? Desert. So when they say, draw water, that is life. That is refreshing and nourishing. That is satisfying. That is life-giving. And then he said, and, and again, if you think about wells in in. Uh, in, in the ancient world, wells always speak of access and supply. 
You can have access to water, pero pagka tuyot yung well, wala rin. Or you can have so much supply of water, but if you can access it, wala rin. So, well is access and supply. So, when it, what the song is saying here is this. When joy, you will draw water from the access and supply of salvation. In other words, you have access to salvation and you have a supply of salvation. It will never run out. So for me, it means this. You have all access, not just the pastors, not just for a few elite Christians, but all of us have an all access to an unlimited God for whatever you need saving from. Wow! How many of you are ready to burst out in a song of gratitude and praise when you realize that you, wherever you are, whether you're on-site or maybe you're at home, you have access to this unlimited God for whatever salvation you need from. And as I end, he, he ended the song by saying, Sing praises to the Lord. For he has done gloriously. Let this be made known to all the earth. Just like what Pastor Dennis was saying, the world needs to hear the deeds of God so that the world too can say, God is my salvation. This is too good for us to keep to ourselves. We have to tell the world. You also can have all access to this unlimited God in whatever situation you need saving from. The phrase, in that day, the ultimate fulfillment of that is in Christ. In John chapter 4, verse 13 to 14, they've had a partial fulfillment, a partial experience of what it meant to say, God is my salvation. But in John chapter 4, verse 13 to 14, let me end with this. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. He's talking about the well, the woman at the well. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And then verse 39, many Samaritans from that town believe in him because of the woman's testimony. Here was the story of Jesus coming to a Samaritan woman, sexually broken, emotionally broken, socially broken, and he, she was thirsty for salvation. And Jesus offered, Jesus said, you now have access. You now have a supply. You can be saved. And so she drank from it. She got saved. But it did not end there. She told the whole city. And the Bible says the whole city came and the whole city believed. From the woman at the well who needed the living water to flow in her, she became, for me, the woman with the well, trying to go out to a whole city and flooding the whole city with the living water that flows out of her. This is what this song is trying to paint. You and I have drank from that well. We've received salvation. He is our salvation. But let it not end there. Let us go out and let that water flow from us so that we can water the community around us, our families, our friends. If one sexually, emotionally, socially broken 
woman can become a well that can water a whole city. My question is, what can do? What, what can God do through you? And I bet there's so much that God can do through us together. Let us pray. Can we all stand and uh, end with prayer? Lord, only you know our situation. Sometimes we smile and nobody knows what's really going on. We post on social media and nobody really knows what's going on, but you know. You know who among us needs saving. And Lord, for some of us, we need to be saved from sickness. Lord, for some of us, we need to be saved from financial lack, mental health issues, loneliness, despair, anger. For some of us, Lord, it's addiction. For some of us, it's a bondage to sin that we keep falling over and over and over again. Lord, today we declare you are our Savior, yes. But more than that, you are our salvation. We're asking you, Lord, that you would allow us to drink from that well. Lord, thank you. As wherever you are, can you just pray that if that's you? You have access. I don't have to access God for you. You have access to Him. Or maybe you're here. As about a minute, just close your eyes, bow your head, and pray that prayer. Ask God, Lord, you are my salvation. Please come. Ask God to save you from whatever it is you need saving from. Lord, thank you. If you have experienced God as your salvation, here on site and there online, I want you to know God wants to use you to bring that salvation to everywhere you go. God wants to use you. Let me pray for you. If you've experienced God as your salvation, can you lift your hand? Let me pray for you. Lord, I declare, just like what this song says, that you will use us to proclaim your glorious deeds. That you would use us, Lord, to be a source of living water. Because we've received this living water. It flows in us and let it flow through us. Lord, wherever you take us, we're asking you, use us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for joining us. You can visit victory.org.ph to find a church, join the Victory Group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us in discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.